We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Kansas State basketball now has a top 10 recruiting class in the country. Find out more on the latest Remaw Pod. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts or on our YouTube channel, all over social media, or our morning newsletter, KCSN Daily, dedicated to your Kansas City Chiefs. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. Welcome to another edition of the Three Mile Pod. I'm Cole Mambeck, joined as always by Derek Young, host and publisher, managing editor at kstateonline.com at Rivals. We are here today to talk about some exciting news on the basketball recruiting front for the 2023 class. It was just a couple weeks ago we were talking about K-State getting the sixth highest ranked recruit in program history in Day-Day Ames, the number 43 player in the country on Rivals. Well, now we're talking about the number 70 player in the country and R.J. Jones committing to the Wildcats in the 23 class, giving K-State the number seven recruiting class as we sit today in the country, according to rivals. Up there with a lot of the Blue Bloods, Jerome Tang and the basketball staff are putting in work. Before we dig in and dive into those stats and some of the numbers and the recruiting class that K-State's put together, we want to first thank our sponsor, Holiday Distillery. Whether it's 360 Vodka, the bourbon you want, Holiday Distillery has you covered. 360 Vodka, then Holiday Bottled and Bond Bourbon. If bourbon is more your style, it is for me. Although I will say I had a, a couple glasses of 360 Vodka actually this weekend. Poured some vodka on Saturday night. And uh, I think K-State fans, you got some reasons again to be pouring some vodka and some Bottled and Bond Bourbon as the Wildcats have once again landed an elite recruit for the 2023 recruiting class. We talked about how Jerome Tang and staff would, would put in work on the recruiting trail. And we thought the 23 class would be where you see more of the benefits. That's certainly what's occurring. DY is the, the Wildcats land. You know, if you look at the metrics, we'll set the stage here. You know, we talked about day day aims. Let me just check my notes here. RJ Jones, ESPN actually has him the highest as a number 37 player in the country. Uh, they had day day at 58 in the country. But if you look at the composite rankings, the consensus rankings, you know, the 24-7 composite has K-State's recruiting class now number eight in the country, second best in the Big 12 behind Iowa State, which has a five-star and two four-stars committed to them. R.J. Jones, specifically in the on-three consensus, number 79 player in the country, and the 24-7 composite, number 64 player in the country. Either way you slice it, 
it's a huge get DY for the Wildcats as they continue to build on an elite 2023 recruiting class. It's another top 100 player, and you keep stacking those, and you know, you're going to end up with a pretty talented roster. And, and obviously, I think they have a pretty talented roster right now. They'd love to have Keontae Johnson add to it for this season, and we'll talk about him a little later. But uh, they probably have a team that can really compete for, you know, taking that next step forward from what we've seen the last couple of years. But R.J. Jones, a little bit different than Day-Day Ames. Day-Day Ames probably a little bit more of a ball handler, uh, a, a pretty good shooter, but that's probably not where he, you know, butters his bread, um, his tight ball handling and just his ability to attack the rim. Uh, as a left-hander is probably what, what he brings to the table. And when it comes to R.J. Jones, that's when you get the prolific scoring and the elite shooter because that's what he brings to the table. Um, and he has – you know, a lot of ability on that end of the floor. And you're probably going to look at his film and see him take some questionable shots just because he has so much confidence, uh, whether it be, you know, mid-range, uh, outside from beyond the three-point line. Um, he hasn't met a shot where he doesn't like at this point. Um, a lot of confidence, and he knocks it down a lot, a lot of them as well. Uh, shot selection is something that I'll probably work with him a little bit on, but you don't want to, you know, shy away his trigger. And he has a quick one at this point, and he's very efficient with it. So uh, a shooter, a scorer, that's what you're getting with R.J. Jones. Uh, him and Day-Day will be really good compliments to one another because Day-Day really likes to set up his teammates. That's probably not R.J.'s number one option, but he can do that as well. Um, a really good combination when you blend the two together, and they're probably not done. Are they done at guard? We'll find out. Um, probably done at the off-guard spot. I think they, they feel good about where they are there. Um, whether they land another true point guard or not, we'll see. I, I can't really make that determination at this point. But I think they'll be hunting forwards moving moving forward. And and RJ actually alluded to that himself, right? He brought up Michaela Bridge being one of the primary targets that he'll pursue when he hits the recruiting trail himself. And we might touch on Rich here in just a few minutes as well, because I've seen a lot of coverage of his game lately as well. And he's a guy that seems to certainly be exploding on the recruiting trail. We'll hit on him. We'll hit on Keontae Johnson, but we'll dive in a little bit more here on RJ. D.Y., you mentioned his shot-making ability. That's really what stands out when you read scouting reports, when you watch his highlights. A beautiful, high, quick release. Uh, really love the way he looks. He's six foot three, so he's got some length to him as well. A good fit at the shooting guard position, I believe, Number 16 shooting guard in the country on on threes consensus. You look at Day-Day Ames, he was a top 10 point guard in the country. So you're talking about an elite pair of guards. And actually, we got to thank our, our guy, KSU fan, Jimmy Goheen. You know, he put a, a tweet out there with an image. This is the best duo of guards that K-State has ever landed in a single recruiting class since the recruiting metrics have been tracked over the last 20 plus years. It's, you know, obviously I'm not saying they're going to be pulling and Clemente or guys like that, but they certainly have the potential. And on paper, this is an elite pairing that K-State's pulled together. It's the third highest ranked pairing in K-State recruiting history, only behind Wally Judge, Rodney Magruder in the 2009 recruiting class, and Michael Beasley and Bill Walker, obviously, in the 2007 recruiting class. So K-State is really putting together a heck of a class. You'll get R.J. Jones. So it's just, you know, give you some more basics on his recruitment. He had a final six of Notre Dame, Oklahoma, Texas A&M, Colorado, and then maybe a little one that stood out was Boise State. It's kind of a, a different program to be on the list there, but Boise was in the NCAA tournament 
this he last took an year. Official, he took an official yeah. visit there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he also, you know, he had reported offers from the likes of Texas Tech, TCU, Oklahoma State, Illinois, TCU. Uh, so a lot of big time offers for him. Obviously, most of those schools weren't in his final six, but Jerome Tang, once again, this is a guy that he really prioritized, recruited him at Baylor. Uh, the staff, Yurik Malagi, obviously has big time Texas connections as well. Uh, RJ is from Denton, Texas. Now, something a unique DY is he's from Denton, but he's transferring this senior season to Wasatch Academy. I think I pronounced that right. If I didn't, I apologize. In Utah, uh, yeah. so a lot of those be, players do that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he'll be playing his high school basketball senior year in Utah. But uh, you know, look, you look at this recruiting class. Day Day Ames, number one player in the state of Illinois. You look at R.J. Jones, number one player in the state of Utah. Now, if you put him in the state of Texas, technically, I think he's the fourth best player when you look at his on three consensus. Yeah, ranking. I was going to point out that, that everyone's saying, oh, he's the rated the best player in Texas. And that kind of comes with a little bit of a caveat, I think, to me, which I don't know how – and he's going to show up as a Utah player going forward yeah. too. So that's going to throw a wrench into things. But then I was thinking, you know, what about Jacoby Walter? You know, they chased him. He was a pretty good guard. I think he's in the top 20 or 30. So he's ranked higher than, uh, than RJ, but he's transferring to link Academy in Missouri. So that's why I don't think he actually counts. So a lot of the guys, cause they, they do like to transfer to these academies because yeah. then they play a national national schedule and, and, you know, technically, I mean, Day Day was already there, but he plays at Academy too. He plays at Kenwood Academy in Chicago. So uh, I mean, that's just how high school basketball is kind of run, where you, you go to these, you know, I guess basketball centric academies so that you can play a national schedule, a national competition. And I think that's even what, uh, you know, Roddy Perry, he coached at League Academy. And that's where they played at the Geico Nationals, I think, at the end of April. I want to say, or, or around those times in, in Florida where all those academies across the country basically play in a tournament and see who becomes the national champion of sorts. So when that comes around next year for the Geico Nationals, that'll probably be something where Kansas State fans will have an extra interest in following because you'll probably see both Bay Day and RJ within those competitions. Yeah. Well, look, no matter how you try to, to splice it here, he's a top five player in the state of Texas. That's a heck of a get when you think about mm -hmm. the talent that's in that state, how big it is. Day Day is the number one player in the state of Illinois. That's a basketball-rich territory, obviously, a basketball-rich state. These are elite guys K-State's getting. And, and D.Y., I don't know, like, we talked about the three-guard system at Baylor, right? Davion Mitchell, Jared Butler, uh, and those guys that they had, Jerome Tang had at Baylor, it seems like they're doing a heck of a job selling that to recruits here in the 2023 class. Yeah. I mean, Jerome Tang's, you know, was at Baylor obviously, and they ran that system and they ran it to perfection really. Um, and obviously I think he wants to carry that blueprint to Manhattan, which I have no problem with. And, you know, guards want to play for coaches that have a history of really producing guards to the next level. Um, or just, you know, stardom at that position. They can really sell someone like Davion Mitchell, uh, obviously, players of, of that elk. And, and going forward, there's even more. I mean, Baylor just turned themselves into a factory of sorts. So Jerome Tank can really sell that. Um, recruits will eat it up. They certainly are already. I think you probably can anticipate having at least four guards already assembled for next season, you know, barring anything unforeseen because you add Day-Day and RJ. And I think you would anticipate bringing back both Cam Carter and Dorian Finister. 
Um, and I think they're pretty high on both of those guys as well. So uh, they'll have a great complement of guards that really blend well together and play off one another, complement each other well. I think the only thing we haven't really mentioned when it comes to RJ is, and, and I guess you touched on it a little bit, is just the competition that they did fend off. And you got to remember, you know, a few days before he visited Manhattan, he visited Oklahoma. Yep. Yeah, Porter Moser obviously has shown a ability to recruit. He just beat out K-State for Belvis Nolan's son a couple years ago, C.J. Nolan, uh, when it was thought that as a legacy, he was going to be headed to play for Bruce Weber and the Wildcats. So, you know, obviously, I think he was committed to Lon Kruger, obviously, first, but Porter Moser was able to hang on to him at Oklahoma. So, look, that's a, it's a heck of a get. He beat out some Big 12 peers in Oklahoma and some other schools that had offered him, Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, TCU, et cetera. So, huge get. K-State's now got the sixth and the seventh best ranked recruits in program history since the recruiting metrics were being tracked in just the single class of 2023. One more thing I'll mention on RJ Jones. We talked about his scoring ability. DY, you know, I read up on his performance at the Nike Peach Jam in July. You know, he averaged 14 points per game in that. He made 16 threes throughout that tournament. So that just shows the level of competition he's going against and the ability to perform on the biggest stage. And I, I think before we touch base on future recruiting and, and maybe hit on Keontae Johnson for the 22 class and the potential transfer there, you also had a chance to see RJ, you and Grant Flanders at K-State Online in person. You guys went on the road and, and you saw him and, and loved his game, right? Yeah, we did, especially as Grant saw more than I did, but I saw him a few different times. He plays for JL3 Elite on the UIBL circuit, which is the Nike grassroots program. And again, it was kind of like his basketball or his high school, you know, what you see on the clips, except it gets better competition, but uh, because in high school he didn't, which is probably, you know, part of the reason. And I know he's in Texas, but he just was playing at a lower level in Texas than than, than some of the other guys. So that's probably why he obviously wanted to transfer to Wasatch Academy in Utah. But, you know, that really didn't worry me a whole lot, you know, because you – see him dominating at the high school level and kind of getting his shots, getting to his spots, getting the bucket whenever he wants, which reminds me that Marco Bourne tweet was perfection uh, with the KFC bucket of chicken. And um, <laughs> after RJ had tweeted, I really like that. So, but cause you maybe have that level of competition concern. I didn't uh, when it comes to RJ's high school highlights, but then you watch him in the EYBL circuit playing against some of the best players in the country his numbers don't really change. He's still he's still scoring. He's still shooting the ball at a high clip. Um, I get shot selection is probably something he's going to have to be mediated a little bit, but you also want him to have a little bit of a free reign and to pull the trigger when he wants because he can really connect. Boy, that Marco Bourne tweet, that is that was hilarious. Uh, these guys are elite at social media, whether it's Dream Dowling's Instagram or the videos Anthony Winchester puts out, Marco Bourne and others. It is fun to watch how they relate to the fans and the window opening they give to the program. And, and we talked about the, the karaoke and everything that we saw. We saw the, the water balloon flight, the coaches going to water balloon fight, making them think they were going to have a workout. The video they posted about that dodgeball, Jerome Tang, just drilling Cam Carter in dodgeball the other day. Um, they just, they just really seem to know how to relate to these guys. And that was while R.J. Jones was actually visiting, I believe, when a lot of that unfolded. They're just showing the culture um, where these guys all get along with each other. They know how to balance working hard, pushing these guys, and also having fun and relating to them. Yeah, well, that's something what Jerome Tang said at his press conference that, you know, his final one of the summer, I would imagine it is. 
And I think right before his vacation, not sure if he's there yet, but he, he was going to see a Bruno Mars concert in Las Vegas and then followed by a little, you know, few days in Cabo where he said he wanted to put his feet in the water and put his phone down. Um, not sure he's going to be able to do that until the Keontae Johnson thing is wrapped up. But uh, when during that press conference, he, he did, you know, touch on a few things that he said, you know, the only time we're, we're together is in the gym, then we're not a family. So he, he really – puts a lot of emphasis on, you know, you can't just be together with one another and build a team and build a culture. If it's only in the gym, it has to be, you know, throughout your lives. You have to connect with one another outside of basketball as well. Well, I hope Jerome's not listening to this because he's on vacation right now, but I did want to say that uh, I was in Vegas in May. My wife told me there were no good concerts going on. And then I saw a sign as I was walking the strip alone one day, because she was at a work conference out there that Bruno Mars was there. And I went to her and I said, Hey, can we go to Bruno Mars? And she goes, no, nah, I don't like Bruno Mars. I wanted to go to Bruno Mars. All right. I like Bruno Mars. I wanted to go to that concert, but my wife put down the veto on that. Um, and Cabo, man, he's hitting my spot. Uh, that's been to Cabo three times. Cabo San Lucas stayed at the same resort, actually, three different times over the last eight, nine years. So uh, I love the vacation spots that uh, Coach Tang is hitting there. Hey, the uh, we'll, we'll touch a little bit more here on 2023 class, and then we'll move on to break. Michaela Britch, we mentioned him earlier in the show, a guy that they're also seem to be prioritizing for the 2023 recruiting class, DY. Now, he's currently not evaluated by the recruiting services, but he does have power five offers. I mean, he's got offers from Missouri, Mississippi. I believe he has an official visit scheduled for Mississippi State or, or for Ole Miss. Um, Ole Miss. Yeah, yeah, Ole Miss per Grant Flanders. So, uh, look, I know he doesn't have recruiting ranking now, but this seems like a guy that is going to start to blow up soon as you read reports on how he's performing on the AAU circuit certainly sounds like an athletic freak really strong and his profile shows on rivals right now he's 6'4 but I've read that he's he's grown to 6'5 6'6 maybe grown a couple inches over the last few months so this is a guy that it seems like the staff really wants and I believe is visiting in September correct yeah he's visiting in September um is it I want to say it's September 10th for the Missouri football game would, would be for the Missouri football game but I don't hold me to that, but I, I believe that's what it is, and I think that comes on the heels of his visit to Ole Miss. Um, VCUs is also involved. I think he put out a list, which had some mid-major schools involved as well. Uh, I want to say Ole Miss, Missouri, Kansas State, VCU, I think, and uh, St. Louis. He's from St. Louis. He goes to East St. Louis High School. I mean, and someone we actually haven't been able to lay eyes on, to be quite honest, just because he didn't play – on the Nike or Adidas circuit um, when it comes to basketball. And for those that don't, sometimes it is a challenge for them to be noticed or, you know, get enough evaluators to put eyes on them to have, you know, a proper assessment or a proper ranking. It's not easy because you got to think a lot of these scouting services, when those evaluation periods come open and the live periods are there, they're going to the Nike and the Adidas and the Under Armors and of that sort. And, they're not going to get to the under the radar tournaments all that often. So yeah, we haven't seen him. Um, I, I would definitely be very intrigued by him, especially if he has grown to in the six foot six category. Kansas State really loves him. They've been recruiting him probably as hard as anyone. Maybe Ole Miss is up there too, since they've set up a visit with him too. Um, very raw player, but his upside is through the roof if you if you just consider his athleticism and, and the upside that is associated with it. Uh I, I, he's being recruited by Kansas State and a few other Power Five programs. 
as if he's in the same category as an RJ Jones. Obviously, yeah. different positions, but in terms of caliber, they think he's on the same level. Well, here's a here's a tweet from Earl Austin Jr. from yesterday. He's got fifteen thousand plus followers on social media. He was watching Michaela Rich. Uh, yesterday it looks like at the center of st louis sports tournament uh he says metro east standout michaela rich of east st louis has thrown down just about every dunk imaginable geez so look he's athletic yeah athleticism and maybe you know look you think a six four six five it sounds like he's closer to six six now you think of mark vital maybe a baylor right a guy that is that versatile guy that does it all you know rebounds puts in the hard work plays defense now he might even be more athletic from a sounds up than mark vital but you know yeah. heck of a- it's interesting you pull that name because that name was also brought up to me as someone that they compare that could be compared to mohammed diabate with mo diabate which is another i think i don't know if he's ranked anywhere i think he might be a four-star um top 100 kid don't hold me to that but we saw him in Kansas City, I'm not sure if we saw him in Louisville at, at the Nike Grassroots. He plays for the PSA Cardinals on the AU circuit. Now he's someone. Um, his conditioning was wasn't always there, but he's a long, lean athlete as well. Um, dominated on the interior, but he's probably someone that's going to play inside and out. He's he's a true six 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 seven. I I really liked his game as well. Would they take both him and Rich? I don't know. We'll find out soon. Um, but those are the two forwards they've really kind of locked in on and honed in on. It wouldn't surprise me if they're really pushing for a visit from Diabate as well because, you know, you know, there are people around the game in AU basketball actually compared him to Mark Biden. Yeah, well, that's interesting. And, look, I, I urge people not to get caught up on the fact that the, some of these kids aren't evaluated yet or, you know, that Rich has zero stars currently. Wasn't it Caden Cooper – on the AAU circuit when Jerome Tang and staff first took over DY, wasn't he just a three-star in the, the system? And now he's a top 20 recruit that Gonzaga and everybody wants in the country. So yeah, the staff he, can identify. Nobody. Yeah. Nobody knew who King Cooper was in March or April. So yeah, the, 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 those things could happen. So yeah. Yeah. And we see it on the football front all the time. K-State's the first to offer a kid that doesn't have any other offers on the football front. And then the kid blows up and gets every power five offer imaginable. It turns into a top 250. So Urge everyone to not get caught up in that. I think Michaela Bridge, you trust the staff. They know what they're doing here. And I think he's a kid that's going to blow up on the recruiting show, probably from the sounds of it. So exciting news on the basketball recruiting front. We're going to talk more immediate here. We're going to first go to break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about Keontae Johnson and see if Kansas State can round out the 2022 class with a big-time transfer. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? 
You need Indeed. All right, we're back from break here. We're going to touch on Keontae Johnson, but first we want to mention our, our new sponsor, Charlie Hustle, Kansas City-based. You guys probably all know them. They have elite gear for the Royals, the Chiefs, Missouri, KU, K-State, everybody that you want. Charlie Hustle makes the gear. We're currently actually wearing uh, yeah. Charlie Hustle gear uh, from charliehustle.com, K-State shirt. We did not plan this, D.Y., wore the same shirt as me. I actually just put this on like 20 minutes ago and now we have the same shirt on. So it's a good thing we're not together in person right now. We'd get some looks, but uh, both sporting it. Love the feel, not only the look, but the feel of these shirts. It's super comfortable, D.Y. Yeah, and I'll wear these anytime. We got a few, so hopefully we won't be wearing the same, you know, each time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've got, we got multiple selections to choose from. I also... Like I, I'm not going to say it's available currently any longer, but I, I will tell you that I have my beautiful varsity collection lavender throwback Charlie Hustle jacket that I bought last year. And you guys know this. I actually bought it in March. I rushed down to the plaza when Flando, Grant Flanders, told me that they had a few in stock. He lived down there. I got in my van and I drove down to the plaza Charlie Hustle store and bought it. I mean, they put they put my size behind the counter because they only had a handful left. I, I love Charlie Hustle gear. The best part of that might have been I got in my van and I went down there. Yeah, yeah. Well, Toyota, Sienna, minivan. That's yeah, a big time line. That's what happens when you got three kids and twin girls, DY. So maybe, well, I won't wish that upon you, but, you know, maybe in the future a couple will see. Uh, <laughs> anyways. Not to get off topic here, get off track, go to charliehustle.com, check out their K-State collection. Uh, encourage you guys to all check it out. You'll love it and uh, get some shirts like D-Y and I have on, all right? We can all be twins and look alike. So, all right, let's talk about the 2023 recruiting class, 2022, I'm sorry, uh, for Kansas State basketball. They've got 11 guys on scholarship currently as we sit today. Workouts just completed. The players are now on a kind of a two-week break after they've worked so hard all summer. Uh, and there's one guy, there's really just that that missing piece that they want to land that could really probably take this team to the next level. It's Keontae Johnson. We've mentioned him a couple different times on this podcast over the last few weeks. First started seeing that K-State's coaches were recruiting him by just tracking his social media following. He took an official visit about nine, 10 days ago, the week of July 31st, weekend of July 30th, 31st was on campus. Uh, he was there for the karaoke performance. I believe it was in Dream Dowling's basement. I'm not certain on the location, but I think that's where it was. And looked like he had a phenomenal time. And based off his social media footprint, he follows Coach Tang. He follows Dream Dowling, Yurik Malagi. He follows several of K-State's players, Curtis Kelly, Austin Carpenter, some of the support staff guys. Follows a lot of them. But as we learned over the last few weeks or a few days, we, we had been told Western Kentucky and USC were really the primary competition for Keontae Johnson. And again, this is the preseason SEC player of the year in 2020. An elite level talent can take this team to the next level. 14 points per game his sophomore year, 16 points per game until he had the medical incident his junior year. He Look, this, this is a guy that K-State staff desperately wants. They're pushing hard for him. But as we learned from Grant Flanders recently, it sounds like Western Kentucky may be a little bit of a bigger threat than we thought, and it's probably going to come down to K-State and Western Kentucky, D.Y. I don't know if you want to expand upon what you're hearing and kind of what the latest is on that front. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I would be surprised if it's not the, you know, the Wildcats or the Hilltoppers. And 
you'll touch on it more, I'm sure, in response to this. But I mean, whether they've had a successful program or not by using the barometer of wins, Rick Stansberry recruited his butt off at Western Kentucky for one reason or another. And now that's basically a legalized form of it in regards to NIL, Western Kentucky is a threat when it comes to, you know, major high high major prospects sometimes five stars i think one that comes to mind was a charles bassey is that yep. his name that That's they right. landed yeah so they can really they can really play in that pool pretty well for one reason or another and and i <laughs> excuse me nil is probably a big part of that at this point and yeah they're going to probably flash that in front of his face and you know if he plays he's essentially turning down five million dollars the insurance policy that was taken out so I can understand why maybe a, a, you know, a bigger or, you know, NIL would play a part because, you know, if that comes into the equation, he, he can kind of have his cake and eat it too, right? He can play and also have that as a, you know, a security blanket yep. if it doesn't go well. So I can understand why that would, but when it comes to the full package, you know, Kansas State's going to sell them on, you know, NIL, you're going to have your opportunities here. Um, and it's going to be competitive to what maybe you'll see from Western Kentucky. And at the same time, you're going to have a chance to play for championships, you yep. know, play, play in front of a sold out crowd, you know, on a number of occasions and playing the best conference in basketball and really unlock yourself and put yourself in, in front of a situation where you can perhaps accomplish your dream of playing in the NBA. So Kansas State saying you could have all that. And all of this here in Western Kentucky is going to say, well, we got more. And we'll see what happens between the two. Um, I, To me, it, it seems like an easier decision, but I'm sure it's not for him. He seems pretty torn. You talked about the social media activity between Kansas State and, uh, and Keontae Johnson. I think there's a little bit of traffic there between him and Western Kentucky mm -hmm. as well. Um the USC stuff, not not really picking up on anything. So at this point, I'd be shocked if they are really in the picture. Um, I would not really consider them a threat unless we saw or heard about a visit, you know, coming into, you know, the picture. But at this point, we just haven't heard anything. So I think it's Kansas State or Western Kentucky. And we're probably – the clock is probably ticking a little bit at this point. Um, not that there is a – you know, a locked-in date where he has to have a pick made because he is a transfer and he doesn't have to sign a letter of intent or anything like that, just some financial aid scholarship paperwork, I'm sure. But I think you just really need to be probably enrolled for fall semester. Yeah. Well, and I think we – uh I believe we thought maybe last Thursday when we saw the cat signal come out, we were hearing that there was – you know, the possibility that it was both going to be RJ Jones and Keontae Johnson. And there was excitement abound. We then later found out that the, the cat signal was related to RJ Jones specifically, which is obviously a great thing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, but Keontae Johnson is a guy that K-State's coaches really covet as well. And for good reason, as we talked about earlier and all his stats. And if he commits to K-State, we'll dive more into why he is such an important piece and what he can do for this team. But for now, you know, just talking about his recruitment, D.Y., you mentioned Western Kentucky. Look, I think you're, everything you hit on is what K-State's selling, right? And to me, it's it should be K-State. You know, you have the opportunity to play in the best conference in America. You're going to be at more exposure. 
in this league, play much better competition rather than Conference USA and Western Kentucky. You have an opportunity to win. Western Kentucky under Rick Stansbury is six years there. He's not made the NCAA tournament. Last time Stansbury made the tournament was 2009 at Mississippi State, where he coached for 14 years before he retired. Uh, so, look, it, it's to me, it should probably be a no-brainer. But there is, as you mentioned, there's some difficult things that weigh in on this, and I could understand it from Keontae Johnson's perspective. You know, it's a guy that's turning down a $5 million insurance policy if he plays that he could just collect if he didn't play again. Look, if you were to tell me at 22, 23 years old, I could just get $5 million by not picking up and playing a competitive basketball game again, that's that's something that's hard to turn down. And so the security blanket, the safety net of getting a nice NIL package at Western Kentucky, assuming that's what's being offered, I could understand that. But we know K-State can be competitive on the NIL front as well. And they're selling that in addition to all the other things you outlined, winning, exposure, et cetera. And so, look, it's a difficult balance that he's going to have. Rick Stansberry, as you mentioned, Let, let's talk about Rick Stansberry here because this is a guy that uh, has kind of a reputation on the recruiting front, can be a little bit slimy um, when it comes to that. Here's a tweet from Jeff Goodman, college basketball insider, who, who seems to have an ax to grind with Rick Stansberry. But this is from 2017. Got this text from a high major coach, quote, other than Calipari and Coach K, no one scares me more on the recruiting trail than Rick Stansberry. He spelled the S with a dollar sign. If you're picking up on the hit, hint with that and the tweet, uh, DY, you mentioned about his recruiting prowess. Look, 2017 landed the number six player in the country in Mitchell Robinson, who became a second round pick of the New York Knicks. He's battled injuries um, ever since. Then 2018, he landed Charles Bassey, the number 13 player in the country. You mentioned him as well. He second also. Yep, yep. Second round pick this last year in the NBA draft, number 53 overall. Um, you look at that 2017 recruiting class, they landed not only Mitchell Robinson, who was number six, but they also landed the number 66 and 76 ranked players in the country. They had a top 10 recruiting class by all recruiting sites in the 2017 class at Western Kentucky. And then in 2018, the recruiting class ranked number 19 in the country. It's truly so, stunning that you can recruit that way and not make the NCAA tournament out of Conference USA. Yeah, look, I, and they they had they had a really talented team. I think it was 2019 they made it to the NIT Final Four. I was watching their guys. I mean, they had a lot of talent there on the court at guards and stuff, but they they underachieved. Um, and look, he he's probably selling Rick Stansberry. I put guys in the NBA now. They've both been bigs that he's put in the NBA at Western Kentucky. Um, and they were second round picks. Uh, Keontae Johnson's dream is to be a first round pick. It's all kids. But uh, yeah, look, they can recruit at Western Kentucky. I will say that the last couple of recruiting classes there, Stansbury has not landed near the talent that he landed in 2017, 18. So I don't know if the shine's wearing off, but yeah, you just hope K-State can, can sway him. Keontae Johnson, I don't know where his head's at right now. It seems like a really tough, really difficult decision. You got to acknowledge that. He's also from Virginia. Um, Western Kentucky would be a little closer to home, but it's one year in all likelihood. So does home matter location? I'm not so sure. I don't know. I don't, D.Y., I don't know if you have any closing thoughts on that, but uh, look, this this is going to be something we're going to continue to monitor closely and report back on. It, it just It's going to be monstrous for this program if they can get him. He's a key piece, and you would think we should find out soon. So we'll find well, out. What happens? Let me let me throw you a hypothetical. And look, I'm not 
not knocking RJ Jones here. We're thrilled with that addition. But if you were given your choice on Thursday when you saw that cat signal come out, who would you have wanted it to rather be? Not knowing if RJ Jones was going to eventually commit to K-State, would you have preferred that event about Keontae for the 22 class or RJ Jones in building that elite 23 class? I still think that there's more value in building. So I, I think RJ, because I had this conversation with someone already. Yeah. I, I mean, I understand, but people think, you know, the winning now is important so that you can help sell it. But they already got two top 100 kids. So I, I, I want both. <laughs> so I, can yeah. I, well, we, of course. Yeah, of course we want both. And again, we're thrilled. I, that I, RJ still, I still I still put more value on the RJ thing. Yeah. Just because it, it, I, I think you're you got to you're still looking forward. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, obviously want both and Jerome Tang and staff are building for the long haul, right? They're not just looking at the immediate here. Um, and this is again, thrilled to death with RJ Jones being in the class and day day aims for 2023. It's an exciting time. I actually have a different perspective. I prefer Keontae. I wanted it to be about Keontae. And the reason being is he takes you to another level this next year. You got a brand new coaching staff. Look, I think they've proven themselves already. We all believe in them. We think they're going to be highly successful. But And clearly, they're proving themselves to the recruits on the 2023 recruiting class. But I wanted Keontae because I think he takes them to that level where they're a definite NCAA tournament team. I think they're, they're certainly an NCAA tournament competitor now, can contend for top five, top six in the Big 12 conference this season with the current roster they have in place. Again, this is the best conference in America, so that's not a knock on them. That's That would be a heck of a turnaround in just year one. But I think Keontae takes them to where they could finish in the top four. And if you have that type of success immediately out of the gates, to me, it puts even more shine on this coaching staff and helps them in the future on the recruiting trail um, and getting guys like RJ Jones and Day Day Ames and some of the other guys they're chasing just because you have that immediate success, you're proving yourself on the court and getting more exposure on TV and being talked about more and more. So that's that's my line of thinking. But again, we're thrilled to death that K-State has both or has RJ Jones in the fold. And uh, they have both <laughs> breaking news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's hit the breaks there. Hopefully we have an emergency pod in the yeah. near future to talk about Keontae Johnson, guys. That's that'd be the dream. Hopefully it's this week because the clock is ticking a little bit. I think, yeah, that's that's the ideal scenario here. Derek, do you have anything to add? I think we've covered it all on the basketball front. I don't. I got to go watch football practice now. Yeah, we we got to get D.Y. out the door to go watch some open football practice. Uh, hope everything see looks some, good. See some stretching. <laughs> yeah, yeah we're, some, supposed to, uh, we're supposed to see some positional drills. We'll see. Maybe some uh, pushing of the sleds of the linemen and some uh, just some general drills there for you guys. Well, we look forward to hearing more about football and we're going to have some shows talking about the exciting football season coming up here over the next few weeks a lot more exciting content coming your way here on the three mob pod over the next few weeks as we lead into what should be an extremely exciting football season and basketball season just a great year for k-state athletics is on the forefront and we're going to have you covered here on the three mob pod that's going to do it for this episode glad to bring you some positive news for Derek young i'm cole manbeck thank you again for listening to another episode of the three mob pod Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. 
That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.